Welcome to Reading the Psalms. I'm Dan, and we're going to read Psalm 72 today. Psalm 72, and it says, A Psalm for Solomon. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge the people with righteousness, and thy poor with judgment. The mountains shall bring peace to the people, and the hills in righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people, he shall save the children of the needy, and shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee while the sun endures, and so long as the moon throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. In his days shall the righteous flourish in abundance of peace, till the moon be no more. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. They that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him, and his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and the, of the isles shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all the kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. For he shall deliver the needy when he cries, and the poor that has no helper. He shall have pity on the poor and the needy, and the souls of the needy he shall save. He shall redeem their soul from oppression and violence, and precious shall their blood be in his sight. And they shall live, and to him shall be given the gold of Sheba, and men shall pray for him continually. They shall bless him all the day long. And there shall be abundance of corn in the earth upon the tops of the mountains. The fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him happy. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. This is an interesting psalm in that the heading says it is a psalm for Solomon and then closes at the end with this line, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. And it strikes me that this psalm mirrors Solomon's own prayer to God when, as a young king, he prayed for uh, the wisdom to rule rightly. And so in many senses, this has always struck me as a psalm by Solomon. But then I just realized right now this is a psalm for Solomon, and David closes it by saying, uh, this is the end of my psalms. So this seems like the last psalm and prayer that David had, uh, something that he wrote for his son, that his son might be able to rule and reign in righteousness uh, toward God, uh, which Solomon then borrowed and used in his own prayer toward God. And so this is a... a a neat, intimate moment uh, that we get to enter into, into David's heart for his son. One question is, were these ideals and hopes realized in Solomon? And some of them were, and a lot of them were. We can see the riches and the glory and the honor, uh, the honor that was brought to Solomon, uh, the peace that was in his kingdom during his time, uh, the wealth that seemed to enter in, even the gifts of Sheba and the people coming back and forth to visit Solomon. But this was not the situation for Solomon's son. Uh, this was not really the situation for the rest of the kings of Jerusalem. And it strikes me to wonder, it strikes me as a curious thing, what would a child of God living in Judea feel about this psalm uh, if they would sing it? It might be something hoped for, 
uh, and not being realized in the life that they had might be something sad. Of course, it's easy to see this as a psalm of Jesus and about his work and his uh, power and rule. There are so many ideas that are in this psalm that we also see in the prophecies of Isaiah in particular, the peace and the way that uh, Jesus will rule with righteousness and equity and good judgment and that that will draw the nations to him. And so we can see how this is fulfilled in the Messiah. But one thing that I think is helpful for me today, for for all of us today, what is it that is in this psalm that uh, describes a righteous, godly leader that I need to have in my own life, uh, whether I am a leader or not? I may be a leader in a family or merely a supporter in a family. Uh, I may have uh, a, a position of leadership over an entire company or as a part of a congregation Or I might be a librarian, yet I have this, not authority, but this ability to bless and to judge well. The righteous leader is right in his judgments and in his decisions that feed and nourish and aid and lift up and comfort those who are needy. And so even the needy child who doesn't know what they want or what to do can be blessed by someone in that position. This is the one who then receives the blessings from the world, not because they are beautiful and powerful, but rather that the world recognizes here is the kind of person who is blessing and helping the needy. This righteous leader is one who is like rain for grass, a friend and a help to the hapless soul, the one by whom a city flourishes. And it all seems like it could be at the expense of them of their own efforts and at their own work and this is what we should aspire to be whether or not i become a leader this is the behavior of a righteous child of god let's read through it again give the king thy judgments o god and thy righteousness unto the king's son he shall judge the people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment the mountains shall bring peace to the people and the hills in righteousness He shall judge the poor of the people, he shall save the children of the needy, and shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee while the sun endures, and so long as the moon throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass, and as showers that water the earth. In his days shall the righteous flourish in abundance of peace, till the moon be no more. He shall have dominion from sea to sea, and from the river unto the ends of the earth. They that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him, and his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and the isles shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all the kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. For he shall deliver the needy when he cries, and the poor that has no helper. He shall have pity on the poor and the needy, and the souls of the needy he shall save. He shall redeem their soul from oppression and violence, and precious shall their blood be in his sight, and they shall live. And to him shall be given the gold of Sheba, and the men shall pray for him continually, and they shall bless him all the day long. There shall be an abundance of corn in the earth upon the top of the mountains. The fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the city shall flourish like the grass of the earth. 
His name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun. And men shall be blessed in him, and all nations shall call him happy. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. Right in the middle of the psalm, when the kings of the earth are bringing gold and blessings to this righteous person, it says in 10 and then into 11, or sorry, 11 and into 12, Yea, all the kings shall fall down before him, all the nations shall serve him, for he shall deliver the needy when he cries. This, this is what we need and this is what we want. But this is also how we can serve. We want a Christ who serves us so well and and meets our needs and answers our cries that of course we and all the earth shall come to him and praise him. We in turn must not seek our own glory, but rather seek those who are oppressed and are hurt and hurting and help them. Blessings will come after that. But again, it's not because we are so good at serving, and it is not because we are so good at doing good things, but rather, verse 18, blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. If we are able to do good, it is because God is good. Well, thanks for listening in, and I'll talk with you tomorrow.